Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, we're going to hit, uh, as you know, as we kind of live through life, um, a lot of our podcast has to do with what's currently going on in our life. And, um, and that's, you know, we think God uses what's going on in our lives as, as a way to speak to somebody. Um, you know, it, this week has been an extremely tough week for us. Um, my dad is, uh, after 50 years, is no longer at the church he's at due to some situations. And and at the end of the day, the details we're not getting into, and they really don't matter. My, my real question is, what do you do with church hurt? And uh, I think today's a, a good subject title because... Um, church hurt is one of those things that happens to uh, everybody, and it's just a matter of time. There may be some that never get it, but I think back to the first time uh, that I had church hurt was when I was a sophomore in high school. I would we were three boys of us always rode together, and we were late to uh, the youth Bible study and. We got there late, I mean really late, like 20 minutes late, and uh, so we get up to the door, it's at the pastor's house, we start to grab the knob, everybody starts walking out. It's like, is it already over? It normally goes an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, it's already over. You missed the whole thing, and so people were getting in their cars and leaving, so we said our goodbyes and we left, and uh so then on Sunday, we found out that they made a plan when we pulled up to leave and go get ice cream and then finish without us. Honestly, that was a place in, in my life where I said I can trust the world more than I can Christians because I know the world's going to screw me and Christians shouldn't. So I, I do have a history with church hurt. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that what do you do with it? Yeah, and you know, fortunately, I can't say that I've directly had um, the church hurt me. Um, you know, so often when people think of church, they think that um, it's a place to, you know, there's many different things. I guess people think of it's a place to go get fed, it's a place to serve, it's a place to worship with other believers, um, and it is all those things. But we all have this expectation of it's a safe place and it's a place that we can go and not be judged and not get hurt. Um, but in reality, the church is made up of people and we are all sinners and we all hurt um, in some form or another and things that are said and things that are done sometimes... Um, hurt worse than others and but we have this expectation that because it's a church you shouldn't have to go you shouldn't get hurt by the the people um and in reality that would be great but it's not always true and so you know like david said what what do we do with that church that hurts us it's kind of like um, when you get hurt by somebody that you really love, um, you could even do the same thing. What do you do with, 
with it when you get hurt by your spouse? What do yeah. you do when you get hurt by your children? What do you do when you get hurt by your best friend? Because hurt is going to happen and things are going to happen that we wish wouldn't. Um, but again, we're all human and we're all sinners. You know, the Bible is clear on telling us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so what do we do with that? Well, and that's what I think, you know, uh, first of all, ground rules is, number one, uh, people hurt you, not the church and not God. Um, it is it is people and everyone is flawed and everyone sins and, and there's there's uh you know a whole lot of things that go in there so just as ground rules um it's not the church it's people it's people are 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 sinners and and they're flawed so you know um and and it wasn't god in this situation and i think that's sometimes where you know we we kind of lump everyone together as is it God? Is it the church? Is it people? Well, it doesn't really matter. They all suck. And I think that's, that's number one, not right, but number two, unfair. Um, because when specific people hurt you, um, even if they're in leadership in the church and speak for the church and are the, and there's agreement in the church, it's still people doing it. And I think that's a definition that we've got to got to define here because um, it's very easy, and I've said it a thousand times, that church hurt me, which is not a true statement. People in the church hurt me. That does not mean the church hurt me. Um, the people are the church. So, I mean, you can kind of wrap that around. My focus is not to blame God and not to blame the actual church because every church is different. Um, now, do I agree with decisions the churches have made? Absolutely not. Do, do I kind of lump that? So when you hear me say the church, it's really individuals. It's hard even in my head to separate them. But how do you forgive through it? I think a clear point that needs to be made, and hopefully that is coming across, is it's not God that hurt you. Um, yes, it's his people and it's his flock, um, but it's not him personally. And so we don't, when we get hurt by, again, whether it be the church, whether it be your spouse, kids, family, friends, whatever the case may be, is we've got to remember that we have to trust God and that it's not him that is hurting us, it's people. And People are flawed and people are broken and we don't always know what somebody's going through. Not that that justifies anything because the hurt is real and we don't want to have to justify it, but they are people and um, they're broken and flawed and sinful people. And so I think just being sure to know that, you know, when you are hurt by the people of the church, it's not God. We would encourage you not to turn away from God, but to draw close to him and see what he's trying to teach you through whatever hurt you might be going through. Yeah, no. Anyway, I, I'm struggling this morning for a whole lot of reasons, and I'm trying not to focus, and there's reason for that. And, um, but anyway, you know, when the, when the hurt is deep, 
how do you get past it? What does that look like? And, and for me, what I've learned, what works for me and, and, uh, this is, um, what I do is I start surrendering the situation to God <laughs> that does not automatically remove the hurt. Um, but I want God can in control of the situation in my head. Cause again, unforgiveness is me drinking poison, expecting you to die. And so now as, as you go through that, the only one that can resolve this, not only in my head, in the church and, and do different things is God. That's the only one that we've got to rely on to handle things. And, uh, what does forgiveness look like? It's, um, just one of those things to where you just try to, I try just to give it to God. Now, do I take it back? Absolutely. Is it in my mind? Absolutely. I woke up this morning thinking about it and it's like, God, I surrender this to you. I don't know what to do with this. And, uh, am I hurt? Yes. Am I upset? There's times of flashes of being mad. Um, but I also know at the end of the day that me retaliating on those people, um, number one is it only hurts me. I'm not even going to go down the biblical road because the problem is, um, a lot of times you'll get justification, which does you no good only makes you matter. And so, um, going down the biblical road, um, you know, you, you go to the thought process of you were forgiven when you didn't deserve it. So it's a, it's a slippery slope and it's one of those things that honestly is tough to navigate some days. Um, and some days I do great and other days I do horribly. Um, you know, in this, uh, there was a mourning period for me, um, over the weekend, I really mourned till Monday and then I was pissed Monday. Um, now for me to deal with that, what I've found is I have trusted people. I have one trusted person that I called to vent and it's not about them agreeing with me, disagreeing with me. It's letting me just throw up all over them that I'm pissed. They're, they're all assholes. I don't care. I, you know, I hate them. You name it. Because for me, a lot of times it's about me getting it out. That's my first step is to release it to someone. Because if I keep it inside of me, it eats me alive. Well, and I think that's with really anything that is a heavy burden, excuse me, or a heavy circumstance that you have to deal with. Um, something that we don't want to forget also is that time you know, the old saying, time heals all wounds. And that's true. A lot of times when we get hurt by someone, we just want it to be fixed right now, you know. Um, but that's not part of God's plan. I think part of God's plan is to grow you through this hurt to make you be more like he wants you to be, which takes time. Um, and like David said, I think, you know, when we were going through all our marriage stuff. You know, we've told you before that we went to a counselor and a lot of that reasoning was just to get it out because anything that you hold on to festers and becomes, um, consuming 
So talking about it, whether it be, you know, hurt, the death of a loved one, um, whatever, talking about that and getting it out to a trusted um, recipient is, is a huge healing process. And again, it takes time. But I think that um, I, I, I think that's key is finding that person that you can trust and just let them basically throw up all over you or you throw up all over them um, what you're feeling and how it's hurt you. And, and even if they don't give you any kind of counsel, that you're just able to get it out because that is um, part of the healing process. For me, it's not about counsel. It's about me throwing up. And and the thing I would add to time is I'd also add forgiveness. Because without forgiveness, time does no good. It just keeps, it just hangs on. If you're not, not giving it to God to try to figure out what does forgiveness look like in this situation. And a lot of my prayers is, God, I got no idea what to do with this. I don't know how to forgive them. You're going to have to show me. I, I mean, I am not not saying that um, it's a great and magical prayer. It's really, God, I got no idea. And then with time, God's got time to work through the situation. Um, you know, it's one of those things where vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I mean, it's, and, and that brings me to my next um, thing is gossip. Um, in this situation with my type of personality, I've been in the church for 50 years. I know a lot of people and I could go spread a story that, that could be, um, really the, the problem with stories that I run into is, um, we all, everyone doesn't tell always exactly the way it is. They slant it. So it looks good for them. And so I, I've learned not to start, whether it be Facebook, whether it be individuals, whether it be trying to find somebody that knows who they are so you can hear, oh, I can't believe they did that. Um, it's really one of those things that, that gossip is a broad brush, but it, it's really retaliation. You're trying to set them up to fail, make sure everybody knows who they are and why they're evil. Um, so that's been the one thing that I've had to, uh, I, thoughts have went through my head, do dot, dot, dot. I, I've chose not to do any of them. And so it's kind of one of those things that, um, really the, one of the worst things you can do is, is start gossiping, trying to retaliate against them because then you're hurting people. Hurt's one of those things that when you get hurt, you tend to hurt. Um, and that's my, this is completely unnatural for me. I do not like not hurting back because I've done it so many years. And I want to see the, the, um, the results in my time. And I'm really trying to figure out how to give this to God and let it be in his time, not mine. Um, so you know, as you start working through something like that, just telling random people what evil they are and what they did. Now, I will say God's going to put people in my world that I'm going to tell, but it'll be truth. 
Well, and I think that's the thing is, you know, I think that there's a fine line between um, talking to somebody and getting it out versus gossiping, telling everybody you know, and and molding it to your benefit to right. where it looks like they were all wrong and you were all right. Um, that's That could be a slippery slope. Um, but again, finding that person that you can share everything with, but then people are going to ask you about the situation or why you're not at church or why you're not this or why you're not that. And just, I, I think that's a key thing is being sure that the people that you tell, you're telling them the truth and your version of the truth and the person that hurt you's version of the truth are probably a little bit different. Um, but you can only tell your version of the truth and not trying to intentionally put that other person down or make them look, um, you know, favorably in your eyes, if that kind of makes yeah. sense. No, that makes perfect sense because you're exactly right. There's, there's your version, their version, and the truth is in the middle because the problem is you're looking through the lens of the past when you look into a situation and, and so what you, and I got into this a lot when we were first struggling, what I thought was coming out of my mouth that I had in my head was not what they heard. And I think that's a real key point because you know, I, I still do it. What the thought that was in my head and I say it, I seen it as all positive they seen it as all negative. Um, so I think that, you know, owning who you are is, is really the first step trying to realize that you're not perfect. You do say things that are not correct. Um, and your intent in your head may have made sense to you. Um, but due to whether it be fear or situation or whatever, it did not come out that way at all. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that we justify what we do to make ourselves feel better. And, and you know, what, it doesn't matter what side of the stick you're on on this conversation. Justification and blame is very easily done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things that I never understood because honestly, that's just who I was. I justified everything and I blamed everybody but me. Um, I'd say, yeah, it's my fault, but that was usually how the conversation went. So I think, you know, if you're, you're having to justify the situation, I think you're in trouble. And I think that should be a warning sign to where you step back and say, okay, hold on here. Why am I having to justify this? Um, you know what? Because the thing is, when it's truth, it's not good or bad. It's just true. And and here's what happened. The truth. And so I think, I think trying to, and that's what actually probably, you know, in most situations in the church, make it worse is its justification of why I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, not a true heartfelt. I am sorry. It was, it gets to be, well, I was right because. Well, and that's the thing is every, everybody wants to be right. 
everybody wants to be looked on favorably. Everybody, nobody wants to admit a wrong. Nobody wants to admit that they made a mistake or that they did anything wrong. And so even uh, subconsciously, we, you know, come up with all these justifications and don't even know that we're doing it. Um, So I think just being mindful of it is is key um, because it, it, every situation where there's a hurt or something, it takes two people, you know, and I'm sure the person that hurt us whatever, as a family, yeah, yeah, hurt us as a family, um, can justify even somewhat scripturally, which I've yet to find those scriptures yet, but am working on it, um, but can justify why he did what he did. Um, and on our side of the story is there is no justification. It was just wrong. Um, it's, he should be ashamed of himself. You know, all these things go through our head. Um, but the one thing that keeps coming through my head is, you know, God asking, okay, what are you going to do with this situation? Like, this is a big situation. And then, to the point that even though it wasn't directly at David and I, um, it was to David's dad, which is like to one of our kids. You know, you hurt one of our kids or our parents or any family member, and we're going to make sure you pay for it. Um, and so they might as well have hurt us. And, and in a sense, they did because that was our home church. And now they're not allowed to come back. So therefore, we're not allowed to come. You know, it's just a, it's a hot mess. But, um, but I think he's got his version. We've got our version. And again, there's just, there's some truth in the middle on both sides. Um, by ironically enough this morning, which I say that because I don't believe in irony. It's just God's blessing. I was scrolling through Facebook this morning because I had some extra time. And I came across this saying, Always pray to have eyes that see the best in people, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith in God. So I'm going to read that again, and I want you to think about all those points. Always pray to have eyes that see the best in people, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith in God. You know, and the thing is, the mind part that forgets the bad is is kind of the hard part for me because my mind is, you know, if I have too much quiet time, my mind usually has a tendency to go to places that um, it probably shouldn't. Um, but a mind that, you know, forgets the hurt. And I think that comes with forgiveness and in time because right now, I'm not saying that we want anything bad to happen to him, but forgiving is, it's still really new and it's still, the hurt is really fresh. And so um, I can say that we I forgive him, but those are just words um, because the hurt is deep. And 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 it really hurts me even for the, the offender because I wouldn't have expected what they did. Um, and so... It's just the mind, you know, my heart breaks for him um, in the sense of 
there will be um, judgment at some point, and thankfully it's not ours to judge. But um, it's just a, a heart-heavy situation. But the mind wants revenge. The mind wants evil. The mind wants junk. And so um, just remembering that, having that mind that forgets. Well, and I the the thought that, honestly, I kept thinking I'd forget, and I haven't forgot it all. So God's wanting me to relay this. You know, how you can tell... I don't know how to word this, but anyway, let me just jump off into it. Um, Jesus was not in this situation because Christians weren't hurt by Jesus. They only received good things from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so this isn't a God situation of why is God doing this to me? Um, This is a people situation because if, if you really look at all of Jesus's stories, um, it wasn't something that people come away with hurt and were mad. That's a people thing. And, and that's now you get into the Pharisees, everybody walked away mad at some point in time because they were above everyone else. That's, that's not what I'm, I'm not going down that road. I'm going down the road. Of, what did Christ do for people? He only died on the cross so that you have a chance of freedom. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that you've got to stay focused in and you've got to know who God is mm-hmm. because that's not his heart to hurt people. Um, and so that kind of, when you get that, and I believe that our mess is our message. So everything that happens to us, there's a reason and I'm all right with it. God's going to show me some, sometime down the way of where he's going to reuse this. But I, I really, you know, um, that's kind of the point that keeps resonate me in me is if Jesus was in the conversation, there's there's only love and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There there's not a I'm right, you're wrong. Let me justify why. Let me prove to you. There there's that's the that's the human side coming out in us, and so it's kind of one of those things that. Um, you know, as I work through this and, and with it being my dad, it is very personal to me. Um, but it's one of those things of, okay, now let's eliminate the players. Was there love, grace, and mercy? No. Okay. So that means that this wasn't a God thing. Mm. Then you get into justification and blame and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's a human trait. So, and that's for me, the way it has to be dissected in my mind, um, because it's, it's so easily done, um, scripturally, let me throw, beat you with the Bible. That's an old common saying, but it's true. And that's a justification and blame. That is, that is proving that I'm right. And so I, I really is. You know, our time wraps up here. I really, when when you, you've been hurt, period, doesn't matter who it's by, there's somebody that's hurt you. And, and um, you know, you got to look for the telltale signs. Was there mercy and grace? No. And, okay, so that eliminates God from the conversation. Now you go into, if it's human, 
Lord, how do I forgive them? And that's, that's my first step of forgiveness is going to God, giving the situation to them. Granted, I take it back. Granted, I'm still mad about it occasionally. Now, you know, I still, it doesn't resolve the thoughts, but I got to start somewhere and only God can heal that. And that's, that's my thing is when, when you've been hurt, um, and now we're going to back up a little bit, remove the church when you've been hurt by a person, um, you know, in our relationship, there was a lot of forgiveness on both sides that had to happen. Um, that starts by being willing to forgive them, not forgetting, not reconciliation immediately. It's about how do I forgive them? And the only way I've found that works consistently is giving it back to God mm-hmm. and saying, God, this is yours. I'm going to give you this situation. You have to work this out because I see no way possible that this will ever be resolved. I don't know how to forgive them. I don't want to forgive them. But Lord, I'm going to put it in your hands and you're going to have to show me. So, I mean, this, when you really look at this, this is a forgiveness conversation um, and putting the players in their spots so that you're not blaming God for everything that happened um, and you're not blaming the wrong person. And again, now I'm, now I'm back to blaming and justification. That's the problem with who I am is, is it's very easy for me to get into that. So I'd be very aware of blame and justification. Um, but you've really got to, got to understand that forgiveness is freedom. You were forgiven. And I'll be honest with you, you probably have done a whole lot worse than this situation to someone, and you may not even know about it. So I just ask that during these times of the holidays, I mean, timing's horrible. It just is is a bad situation, but it is what it is. We are where we are. And so what does this look like? So I just encourage you to try forgiveness in a different way and figure out start having that conversation with God of what does this look like? So, Hey, we love you. We, we hope you guys have a great week and thank you for listening. Who are you supposed to be in Christ? Yeah. Because for me, a lot of times they're totally different people. Yeah, no, that's valid. Write that down. We're 50. We'll never remember it next (laughs) week. (laughs) Guys, it's, uh, you know, it's a tough time of the year. And uh, for marriages, for families, for just so many things. And uh, so I just really want to encourage you today that the two this season will pass. But I encourage you to start figuring out who you are. um, Because that's the only way you can change you is if you know who you are. And what I realized was who I thought I was and who I really was was two completely different people. Well, and I would just like to end. Sorry if I interrupted you. You paused long enough for me to jump in here. Um, instead of, and I, I'm speaking this to myself too, let us not forget the real reason that we celebrate Christmas. You don't have to go blow all of your money. People are still going to love you if you don't buy them a gift. Um, if they don't, 
then you maybe ought to reconsider who you're buying the gift for. Um, just focus, try to focus, on, do things that can remind you of why we even celebrate Christmas. It's got so commercialized and so out of hand and causes so much stress and anxiety that we kind of forget the real reason for celebrating. Um, yeah, no, I think that's great. Hey, you guys have a great week. We appreciate everybody listening, and we appreciate all that uh, all the support. Have a great week.